Ryan, uh, oh, I mean, Perry, sorry, Perry, you, you, you grew a beard since the last time I saw you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your room looks a lot like Ryan's. That's so weird. But, uh. Inspired by the aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> you got the and, banana in the background. <laughs> uh, so he's Ryan, release, re- uh, release radar on YouTube and a video creator. This is Perry. I'm Perry Carl on Twitch and a streamer. And this is Ryan. I'm Ryan or Release Radar. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> God damn it. What are you doing? I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> This is Caleb Boudreaux, the editor-in-chief of an extraordinary life.online. And today we have all four of us. We have Perry. Otherwise known as Perry Cariel, Twitch streamer. Kyle. Uh, just known as Space Knight. And Ryan. I'm Ryan or Release Radar on YouTube. And as you can see, this is the first ever video portion or video podcast that we've done, um, which is kind of fun. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, awesome. We have some very interesting topics for you today. We have things like um, patents in video games that kind of stifle innovation and um, otherwise just bring the industry back as a whole. We have Elden Ring's newest expansion. Um, We have... Xbox Game Pass coming to the Nintendo Switch and the U.S. courts have dismissed a uh, Switch Joy-Con Drift lawsuit saying users agreed to a terms of service where lawsuits are not allowed. So we have some really fun things to talk about today. So uh, who wants to go first? (laughs) I kind of want to start with the Joy-Con thing because I haven't heard that much about this. So is it kind of a situation where they just hit it in the giant terms of service that nobody reads? Basically. But so what do you mean that a lawsuit's not allowed? Because I feel like that's kind of unconstitutional. So according, according to this, an American judge has thrown a legal case out of the court regarding the infamous Joy-Con drift as the judge stated that the complainants themselves have already agreed to Nintendo's end-user license agreement, which you accept when you set up your Nintendo Switch system, which states that the company disallows lawsuits. What? <laughs> I, I just, I don't understand that. Just like, oh, no, nah, you can't sue us. We're fine. We'll pass. <laughs> yeah, well, well you, you, can, you can talk to us about it later. We're, we're, we're not going to take this one. But who I would don't... sue them apart from the people who are using their product? You know? Yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's a good that, point. That's a great question. And, and it, then Nintendo if you... sues everybody all the time, right? Like, Yeah, and if, if you... you don't use their system, then how would you know it's a problem? So you can't sue them if you're... If you don't know that, like, you haven't experienced it, you know? I guess you could ask a friend to sue them for you. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I, 
I'm not 100% sure on this, but I recall my business law professor saying something along the lines that there is like the rule of expectation and like nobody expects you to read the whole <laughs> the whole thing, right? Cuz like let's say that you agreed to a terms of service for an app that doesn't exist. I'm not going to say one that does. But like somewhere in there, it's just like, by the way, we also have rights to your firstborn child if blah, blah, blah happens. <laughs> like you have the reason to expect you're not going to wow. give them your firstborn child, right? Like that's yeah. even though it's in the EULA and you technically agree to it, nobody reads 500 pages of gibberish <laughs> just to download an app. Like, oh, I would hate to do that. There's a case of that in housing contract here where they they can write in in the contract for example that they can do sort of no no notice inspections of the house and they can just come whenever they want but there's a law protecting against that so even if you sign that say yeah that's fine just chill i'll give you a spare key they actually can't do that <laughs> at all like anyway um so i imagine there must be some some sort of preventative but clearly not clearly there isn't if that's the court's decision well, I know the last time they threw they threw everything out was in 2020, and it was just because they told them it had to be settled in arbitration. So they basically, um, the judge was saying, "Hey, this isn't a this isn't something we need to hear. Just figure it out on your own," type of thing, hmm. which is still kind of odd because that hmm. doesn't seem exactly like something. Nintendo would want to settle out of if they didn't have to. Yeah, and Nintendo yeah. controllers aren't the only controllers that have like the the drift. I know it's horrible on the Joy-Cons, yeah. but it's most common on Joy-Cons based off of the joystick design that they use, which was very common on the PS Vita and also the PSP that use the same style. Mm. Those always had stick drift just based in its design. Did they do it that small just because it's another handheld like those two? Yeah. Yeah, and it was okay. the uh, the size or the dimensions that they had to be constrained with. I mean, don't doesn't the Steam Deck have the same issue as well? Uh, no, the Steam Deck uses the same Joy Cons or Joy Cons uh, joysticks like uh, Xbox controllers and and PlayStation controllers. So it's yeah. less common to happen, but it it still can. Hmm. Hmm. So clearly, they have a way to fix this, and it seems easy if other places are doing it, and there's a precedence for, for this mm. problem. Well, yeah. Um, for the Joy-Con itself, I mean, it's simply just replacing its little internal piece, whereas on, like, an Xbox or a PlayStation controller, you have to replace the whole main board, or you mm. can spend time desoldering the joystick. I think yeah. Also, one of the awful things was the fact that they were also charging people for replacements, even though they mm -hmm. knew that it was their fault. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. They so did claim that they refunded everyone that had been charged when they went to the free repair. But... Who knows? Yeah, that's still kind of sketchy. It. They didn't update it with the newer rendition of the Switch either. Like with the Switch OLED, they could have mm -hmm. came with a different joystick design, but they used the same exact joystick design. Yep. And uh, that really bothered me because they knew it was a problem all the way up to the release of the OLED, but they're just like, nah, we're fine. And to make it nah. worse, it's the same mechanism used in the Switch Lite, which also has stick drift. And you can't take exists. that one apart very easily either. No, you can't. Unlike with the Steam you can't deck. change the joystick. You can't change the Joy Cons or anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they're like built into the console, right? Yeah. Dang, that sucks. Mm. I wonder if there's a a joylessness that's kind of 
coming into a lot of big gaming industries uh like nintendo maybe like nintendo i don't know i don't want to make any sweeping statements that that <laughs> kind of it's it's become a little bit of a cash grab in places and and the the i guess sanctity of the the art or whatever might be slipping a little bit mm-hmm. i mean Something. to be I mean, fair don't... this is nintendo this is the same company that will completely destroy you if you just emulate a game that you own physically mm-hmm. yeah. or have their music did you hear that they were trying to uh stop streamers from playing nintendo games and then that yeah. didn't go through <laughs> Wait, really? yeah, yeah absolutely that was a whole thing for a while they weren't allowing streamers or they, they started to try not to allow streamers on twitch from playing their games hmm. that is wild which is crazy <laughs> that's the whole thing why would they do that? I don't know. Like, what does Stream- that benefit? Streamers definitely bring more people to the games than they than they take, I'm sure. Well, no, back on the cash grab, I mean, yeah, maybe Nintendo did it as a cash grab, but we got to remember Microsoft with the Elite 2 controller. It is hey, completely I love that controller. Okay. Unserviceable. Fair. It's okay. glued together and it has that. the exact same joysticks that are known to fail in their mm. Series 2 controllers. So, I mean, in a Series 2, it's like five or six screws and you have it pulled apart. The Elite 2 controller, you need to take a heat gun to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, maybe. And that's, that's what, a $200 controller? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Can confirm. Um, hopefully, they, they pull the, um, the DualSense Edge approach. And yeah. whenever they uh, make the third generation, they can kind of... Uh, they can kind of allow for hot swappable mm-hmm. joysticks to or, make that less of an issue or even do it as like how valve did with the steam deck you can open it up it's eight screws back panel comes off and then it's a couple screws and a ribbon cable to replace the whole joystick assembly yeah you oh, can literally buy on amazon just like other joysticks for the steam deck still mm. need to do that for you by the way <laughs> <laughs> Nah, it's funny he's like hey ryan buy these joysticks i'll come over and replace them it's been like st- Almost six months. <laughs> I mean, in your defense, we've both been busy. So. Yeah, yeah, we both work. Well, uh, I do college full time and yeah, YouTube college. for work, but you work full time. College is work. Yeah, no, it's exhausting having to learn something new every mm. freaking week. I'm so ready to be done. Uh, that's what I do. But like, back, see, I just yeah. do that for fun. I learn yeah, new stuff I mean, every day. Well, if I it was it. something I was interested in, I'd enjoy it. <laughs> like, I want to buy another instrument. I want to learn how to play the piano. You can see behind me, I have like eight guitars. But I just, I also at the same time don't need another expensive hobby. <laughs> I also think just the fact of someone telling you that you need to learn this kind of kills it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, do you, grammar, very important for like professional things, but we're, I'm a college student right now. Like I am almost done with college and there's this class that we're taking and this, I'll try to make this tangent short, but there's this class that we're taking to learn grammar again, because so many people speak and write with like textling now. And so like, I've personally seen college level essays with like, yo dog, this guy was pretty chill, man. And stuff like that, like written out college level. And I'm sitting here like, I, I don't know what to say to this guy. Like the whole thing sucks, man. Try Mm -hmm. again. (laughs) But like, I understand why the class is there. But for those of us who don't have horrible grammar, I just kind of sit there on my phone the entire time and I have an A. <laughs> yeah, maybe it should be some sort of focused thing. Maybe you should have to take a test to see whether or not you need the class. 
I would be fine with that. Yeah, there is one for uh, community college. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've gone to community community college. Did two semesters of business, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. Yeah, I was there for five semesters and graduated with a uh, associates with applied science. So it was worth it. it mm. I'm smart enough. <laughs> Stuff like that so, always helps. Yeah. You can just write it down. Uh, no, but yeah. like Pretty speaking much. of business, the whole thing that these companies do, like Sony and uh, Nintendo and Microsoft, is they do all sell their consoles at a loss. So I don't even understand why they're trying to cut corners with cost saving when they are already losing money on the sale of every console because they mm-hmm. they want you to get into their ecosystem and that's where they make the real money with the Nintendo eShop or the Xbox Live Store, or the Sony Store, mm-hmm. the PlayStation yeah. Store. And like also the the Switch, I feel like is more marketed towards kids compared to like the Xbox or the PlayStation. And kids aren't careful with their stuff, and they have the worst joysticks on their device. It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. Because they can buy more. They get money from the repair. They break them. Yeah. They can get another Joy-Con, mm-hmm. or they can get another Switch with the Switch lights. That's why mm-hmm. they were made in all the pretty colors, so that the kids could buy them and then have mm-hmm. to replace the whole thing. I'm totally not looking at the atomic purple switch light right now. <laughs> <laughs> How many different colors of the switch light are there? Uh, I think there's 11. Good Jeez. Yeah. Well, looking at this, uh, it says 11 other switch colors. There's probably more than 11. They always so, do that. The DS was the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the And all DS the special light. editions and stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember working at GameStop, the Nintendo 64 special edition for the uh, 3DS. Let's see all. So speaking of uh, the Switch, Xbox Game Pass on Switch. Oh, yeah. So not technically Game Pass on Switch yet. Microsoft is planning to bring Call of Duty to the Switch, kind of like they did with Black Ops 1 in the Wii slash Wii U era. But it is hinted that Game Pass will be coming to the Switch because if Activision Blizzard gets acquired by microsoft why doesn't that just say bring game pass to the switch because it's already on what i don't even remember uh yeah but if they do it (laughs) but if they do it the same way as um as they did on the ds and the wii and the gamecube and everything and it's a chopped down version of it then that's a whole nother development cost that's a whole other Mm -hmm. so why not just you know make it Oh, they'll probably use the the X Cloud system. Yeah, they're probably going they to said, use that system. Yeah, they said it's mm-hmm. going to be content parity between mm-hmm. all of the uh, the things that have Call of Duty on it, and they're basically doing this so Sony can just shut up and let them buy Call of Duty. Yeah. Because Sony doesn't care about Diablo or World of Warcraft. Oh, the no, one thing they care about them getting is Call of Duty. Mm. And Microsoft is just like, we will put this on everything. And Sony's like, I don't believe you. And like, here, Nintendo, 10-year plan. Our games come to you. And Sony's like, I still don't believe you. You're still going to keep it to yourself. Yeah, no, but I mean, Game Pass is already on Microsoft's Xbox systems, the Xbox One Series X slash S. But it's also on PC, mobile devices, and I think also Samsung smart TVs. Mm-hmm. So if they Which is how... It, what's up? I was going to say, which is kind of how uh, Perry plays some of the games, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Oolong. one of the main things that I can see is if it goes to the Switch, why would you spend the 350 to, what is it, $500 for a Steam Deck when you can just 
play all those games on a two hundred dollars Switch Lite. Local content. That is true. Local mm-hmm. because if, it's, if everything's on streaming, mm-hmm. if everything can't be downloaded and it has to be streamed off the X Cloud, you can't actually take it with you. That you can just true. play it in bed. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I mean, I use my I use my uh, Steam Deck all the time. But then why had, wouldn't yeah. you just get a Series S though? Because those are like two hundred and like thirty bucks. One. I already have one of those, because but I can't play that in bed very easily. You can't take you can't take a um, an Xbox Series S into the bathtub and relax and well, you take play Call of Duty into the bathtub. What if you drop? No, it? I'm just I'm just saying. <laughs> that worries me so much. No, um, when I was flying to Denver for work, I took it with me and I just played Death Stranding. <laughs> Uh, for hours. I don't even remember how many hours it was. It, well, it was like a three and a half hour flight and I just played it the whole entire time. Yeah. Got to the hotel it twice. It is playing. an incredible game. It is so good. I have a friend who takes it on the on the train for his commute every single mm-hmm. morning. Yeah. It's great. I take it with me to university because sometimes my professor's like 10 minutes late to class. <laughs> so I just sit in the back playing like Call, Call of Duty or uh, I stream Call of Duty from my uh, computer to the Steam Deck. Since my university yeah. isn't too far from me and it works kind of well. Or I've been playing uh, Lego Star Wars The Clone Wars as well. Yeah. Reliving my childhood. Yeah, well. And see, that's kind of that's kind of what you're losing with the uh, xCloud, right? Because mm-hmm. if you don't have a great connection or if you're taking it on the train or if, you know, something or on the plane, you, you lose yeah. that responsiveness of the local connection, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. But I mean, it would be a lot smaller and more compact than a Steam Deck. Which and you also have everything that's on, on the Nintendo Store, and if you order that is true. Switch. <laughs> but Whereas, see, if eh, on Steam Deck you have to emulate everything. Which at that point. I I can play Breath of the Wild on my Steam Deck, which I own a legitimate copy of, and I've played before on the Switch, so I have paid for the game, Nintendo. Watch out, Nintendo! Will come <laughs> I I have played for the game. <laughs> I I I do own it. I have a Switch. I mean, I use my Steam Deck more than I use my Switch, personally. My Switch has been sitting underneath my TV for, like, two and a half years. I haven't touched it. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, same story. Well, to be there's completely no... honest. Well, there's been it's, no my indie. Games. it's my indie there's console. Like... Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really good for the small indie games, like Hollow Knight or whatever, mm-hmm. but then, like, the, the big budget Nintendo games, on the Switch, we had, like, Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, and then that's kind of admit like maybe Splatoon if you like Splatoon. Oh, I'm not hey. into Pokemon, so I don't care about those. Like, Remember, mm. Breath of the Wild was on the Wii U. You're right. <laughs> but see, that... even if that happens, though, like what what happens to the Logitech G Stream? We don't talk or about G Cloud. We don't talk about that. So I think cloud <laughs> gaming, and this this might be a controversial take, but I think cloud gaming is the direction we're heading towards. I think it's the next step. Like we had discs and then mm-hmm. everything was downloaded over the internet and cloud gaming is the next step, but we're not quite there yet. And the biggest problem with cloud gaming is for those people who live in areas that just have horrible internet connection. Cause there are people who don't have a disc console, but it takes them three days just to download an update. Mm-hmm. And I feel really bad for those people. If cloud gaming just becomes the norm for everything and i do think we're heading in that direction because i think there's going to be a lot of convenience to not ever have to worry about updating your games or updating your console or updating this you never have to worry about having the latest hardware it all just comes from the cloud directly to your tv or phone or they can just ship a complete game 
<laughs> just saying. But like, well, what do you mean by that? Like, I mean, okay, so like, in PlayStation 2's days, you bought a game, you played the game, you finished the game. Awesome. You didn't have to worry oh, about updating okay. it. But well, I'm like, talking about more as the internet like the became. Hardware. Well, no, but what I'm saying is you you said you don't have to worry about updating your games or anything like that. Oh, okay, you, yeah, sorry. <laughs> they could just ship a complete game that, you know, is finished whenever it comes out. Like, well, I will give Nintendo yeah. that. That is one thing that they do well Absolutely. is most of the time, whenever they ship a game, it's finished. Yeah, they're, they're very, very good at that. I, yeah, and it can kind of stop. There's been a lot of that recently of very clearly unfinished games coming out. Like, uh, oh, I did a whole YouTube video on it. Oh, really? Hey, remember, yeah, like update Cyberpunk? requires restart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wait, what Cyber requires restart? Update requires update restart. requires restart. In Call oh. of Duty, you when you download the update to the game, you have to open the game, and then it makes <laughs> you restart the game again, and then you can play. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not. It's not. An, it's not after every update. It's every single time. You, every day that you launch it, it has a mini update, and you have to redo it. No, oh, come on. It's every third match. Fair. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay. a seventy dollar game, so it's okay. This, yeah, yeah, the but... Steam updates are every f fifteen minutes. I reckon. <laughs> I actually like, have one queued right now. Like, <laughs> it's just sitting here waiting yeah. for me. Well, doesn't Steam have to update every single time there's, like, new games added to the store? Actually, no, because it just goes to its website. It's just a glorified yeah. web browser. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't I don't really understand what it's I... doing. I never really have. <laughs> it's all bug fixes for the Steam Deck. Uh... <laughs> I believe that. Because it updates, like, every time you power it on. Yeah, but I think games not being on disk anymore does kind of make sense mm -hmm. because disks have a finite amount of data you can put on them, and some games are upwards of like 200 gigs, and mm -hmm. I don't think you can fit 200 gigs on a disk. I don't know what the max file size is, but there is a limit. On a on a Blu-ray, the limit is about 60 gigabytes. If you're tell on a 4K Blu-ray for the PS5 and Xbox Series, if you're telling me you cannot fit an entire game in 60 gigs i mean come on why aren't you like compressing because yeah. i mean look at yeah. look at like um modern warfare 2 is 78 gigs <laughs> modern warfare 2 is 78 gigs you know how much data was actually on the on the on the freaking disc that they sold people it was an install disc it just said hey here's your key it was a couple yeah it was a couple <laughs> it was like 200 megabytes or something like not that? even that well i mean like look at grand theft auto 5 disc edition for the pc it's seven discs <laughs> i don't but own a was, single console with a disc drive. that is but true. that was dvds it was dvd which was and dvds you know like didn't have that much data yeah. but in a, in a in a world of consoles that are all going to 4k blu-ray drives that's 60 gigs mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean you can fit entire games and then you know you can have a game like gran turismo 7 on the ps5 that everything fits on a disc but if you don't have internet connection you cannot play the career mode yep why like why? i i agree with what you guys are saying but then also as a business major i know exactly why the companies are doing it um they don't want to spend the money on doing all that stuff they don't want to spend the money on Printing millions of discs. They want to just have you download it on your internet. Why would we spend the money making the case, the cover art, the disc? Why would we print 
seven million of these if we expect that many sales when we could just make you download it like forbidden west collector's edition so <laughs> god of war ragnarok came with the the steelbook case yep. with a digital copy of the game yep. so <laughs> now i understand west. why it shipped that way i still get shit for it but i understand why they shipped it that way because people, not everybody had a PS5, and the collector's edition gave you a PS5 and a PS4 copy. So you can buy it if you only have a PS4, and then get the upgraded game, you know, for free mm-hmm. whenever you go up. So, like, I understand it, but I also understand, like, hey, why didn't you give it, you know, an option? But Well, I mean, all of my consoles are digital except for the Switch. But, I mean, I haven't used a disc console since probably back when I decided to pull out my PS2 for a little bit. Well, doesn't your Series X have a... It's a Series S. S. Oh, you didn't get the X? No. Mm-mm. I won I won the Series S, so no complaints there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know yeah. what entirely fits on a 4K Blu-ray drive? Hmm. Or 4K Blu-ray disc? Hmm. The entirety of Elden Ring. Really? Which is mental, right? Because Elden Ring is like the most beautiful, maybe complex thing. Definitely the most complex game I've ever played, but they don't, that's not really saying much. It's exactly 60 gigs. Wow. I'm just <laughs> not, only, <laughs> not only does it fit on a 4K Blu-ray, it also fits on a regular Blu-ray. I, I love how you problem. roll away from <laughs> he the just desk rolls away. <laughs> he drops the mic. <laughs> I, I was like, looking I, at it. I could probably download half of my Steam library onto a Blu-ray because I have so many just indie oh. games that are under a gigabyte. <laughs> oh, so, he has he has both copies. Look at him. So the only reason why <laughs> is because I purchased this one and then my PS5 came with this with the definitely a bundle from GameStop. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, where they just tie in some random game they pull off the shelf. Yeah, so I figure <laughs> if, if worse comes to worse and somebody comes over and they want to play Elden Ring with me, I'll just put them on my PS4 Pro with the disc copy and have them log into their profile and, you know, and we can play together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have started to play Elden Ring. <laughs> I don't even own it. I started it yesterday, like actually getting back into it. Was it I did, because of the expansion announcement? Well, it's it's that and it won Game of the Year. So, like, I have to give it a try. But it is my first FromSoft Souls game ever, and I am struggling. You're prepared <laughs> to die. If you want, yeah. you know, I, I can help you out with that. Maybe Perry yeah. too. Well, so I, I want to be able to ah. play it online because you can do the whole, like, multiplayer thing and play it with friends. But yeah. the game doesn't have ultra-wide support. So you can get ultra-wide support through a mod. But if you play with a mod, you, you have online. to play offline or you're going to get banned. Yeah. So um, it's it's very annoying. I can't play Elden Ring on my screen's resolution. A AAA 2022 game of the year game doesn't have ultra wide support. It baffles me. But um, I could just do the thing. Like I have this thing where I can plug in my computer to like a little box over here and then I can send the signal to my TV in the living room and I don't have to like move my computer to play it on my TV. That's nice. So I could just do that and yeah. then just play it with a headset on I mean, you just be like so, me and play bloodborne because you're stuck on ps4 era bloodborne, <laughs> bloodborne has become really a... popular recently oh i know people are yeah bloodborne they're is really fantastic. getting back into it the i really want to play it i've never played it it's a oh, great time it, it is to get very into. good 
it's a fantastic time to get into Elden Ring and, and, and things because of all the hype about it and the DLC coming out. Yeah. So they're going to pay a lot of attention to updates and, and things like that. It's just, I, I think the way they've done the teaser for it is incredible because it's literally just a picture, just a picture. And so many people have so many questions and it's this, uh, if you guys haven't seen it, it's, it's the earth tree that looks like it's suffering from this death of light. Uh, and then you've got this. Yeah, mysterious... it's called Shadows of the Erd Tree. Exactly. And they've got this mysterious blonde haired woman that's riding on something that looks like Torrent, the horse, but I don't it's know. Gonna be another maiden. Yeah. I hey. mean, there's so many guesses about it, and it's wonderful. You're the maidenless one. <laughs> Brother. If, if it makes it feel any better, I have eight minutes in Dark Souls 3. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, but I have so... like 100 hours in Bloodborne. So, so you, yeah. you got to the first enemy in Dark Souls and was like, nope. Uh, no, I rolled <laughs> off the cliff and just uninstalled the game. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> to be completely See, honest. Oh my God. Well, so the thing with Souls games and FromSoft games is that I will say they have a very big cult following from the most hardcore fans. Mm -hmm. And if you're not good at it, they just said, get good. Yep. But like, I grew good, up bro. playing shooters, like first person shooters. So going from pew, 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 pew to having tiny sword and fighting some boss that's 13 stories tall that can kill me in one hit, but it takes me like 3000 hits just to kill it. It's a big difference than just pew pew. And Pretty so fair. like, I I'm just, I don't know anything about the game. And my buddy Jake actually came over yesterday. We recorded a guitar cover and then I played some Elden ring and he watched me try to fight. Um, it wasn't Margaret. It's the other big boss at the beginning. Um, the tree sentinel. Uh, yeah. And uh, I got like three or four hits in and then just died. And then he almost <laughs> killed the boss. But in my defense, he had the whole like attack pattern memorized. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's, that's what yeah. I'm realizing. That's the point of Elden Ring. It's not go in, kill it first try. It's go in, die, 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 get a little further, die to a new thing, get a little further, die to a new thing. And then second and then phase. Memorize, and it's completely then different. Then memorize the yep. whole like structure of the boss. And then once you have all of its attack patterns down, then mm. you can go kill it. <laughs> but you're supposed to die to things you don't expect. Absolutely. Because well, not even but that, that's what pisses so me off, though. <laughs> no, but since I've started thinking of Dark Souls games as rhythm games, it's really helped me. It's kind oh, of yep. dancey. Mm. And you, a lot of the time there's... Uh, you're supposed to there there i recently beat the dragon lord placidusax one of the like later ones um but there's a point where he rushes down from you from the sky uh and you're supposed to lock on and see him coming so you can dodge out of the way but i got to the point where i didn't need to look at him anymore i just knew the rhythm of it one two three dodge <laughs> and i was just doing it and it was just wonderful and once you once you memorize that once you get into it it's the best feeling I used to hate Dark Souls game for the exact same reason because it was impossible. Yeah. Why would anyone enjoy this? It's just kind of some it's some weird form of self harm that I don't want to partake in. <laughs> but, <laughs> but now I mean, it's great. <laughs> you can always find um, the player. Let me solo her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, that is wild. Like and I checked up on this person because I they kind of like fell out of like the popular mainstream like gaming news mm. and i looked up their their account and they're still doing it like they still live stream mm. 1v1ing milena with like a pot on their head amazing <laughs> yeah i've recently Just... been talking to uh the guy that made the really viral youtube video uh, of let me solo her uh evan and he's just he's absolutely just immersed in the community and it's wonderful to, to hear about it from different angles and to hear about people from different stuff and that's one of the great things about dark souls is like you said they have a really hardcore following but that following is always so uh 
lovely and they they kind of value experimentation which is why so many people do play it in so many different ways that's awesome i'm gonna need his help sorry i was <laughs> I, i'm just saying this now i know i'm gonna need his help <laughs> no. that's fine there's no shame in this i was just, I just about, about, Godric first. about um childhood playing shadow of the colossus that, that was, I never played it. That was I my PewDiePie. my health Man. <laughs> That's what I played. Caleb knows what it is. Another <laughs> collector's edition it. coming yeah, out. He's you can say out the any game. Remaster. No. You can say any game and it's edition. on his bookshelf. Special edition of the 2018 remaster. Yeah. With the... No, I'm talking about the PS2 2005. <laughs> the original version. Way back when. That yeah. and Ico. Those were the games that I played. I haven't played Ico, but I heard it. It was fantastic. It was amazing. I'm actually planning on getting a PS2 Slim and hooking it up to our Samba network so I can have all of those games that I already have digitally ready to go on my PS2. I would love that. I'll have to send you a That's link cool. of uh, <laughs> what I'm talking about, and you'll see what I'm... You'll understand. Yeah. I have a few PS2 games uh, right there. Oh, yeah. That... Are right, fantastic. right there, of course. They're off screen. Yeah, right there. <laughs> they're, they're off screen they're, for they're, us. They're, oh, for me. Really yeah, I, your oh, arm I just cuts off. Yeah, if I full screen, I can see it. Oh, gotcha. What was I typing? But yeah. Um, there we Because we, we started branching out to older games. So uh, I would purchase the game and emulate it. And just mm, being able to uncap that frame rate is fantastic. But uh, what do you guys uh, think yes. the uh, Elden Ring expansion is going to be? There are I mean, so I don't know how the many, game ends. So, so many I, theories. I, yeah. Please don't spoil. There you go, no, no, there's... Uh, <laughs> well, if yeah. it's anything like Bloodborne, like, I wonder if they're going to hide the expansion. Because in Bloodborne, you can get to it, mm-hmm. to like the expansion, but you have to find it. I think definitely they're going to do that. Definitely. Yeah. Because and there's already so much stuff like that. It's going to be a little portal somewhere in a field or in a tower. And they're like not going to tell remember, you where it is. <laughs> if I remember you had to photo. find a specific key after beating a specific boss and go to a place that you've gone past like hundreds of times. But now that you have this mm-hmm. key, something glows and you put it in and it transports you there. Like it's weird. I don't know if they'd put it it's behind... Been a while. If they put it behind like uh, like a boss like that, I mean, I can see them doing that. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, they do I, that constantly. And I, I think there's a, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, there's a Dark Souls precedent for doing prequels more so than anything else. So that's what people are guessing that this will be. It's a going back in time to I don't the places. know if they've ever done a prequel. But oh, I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not huge into the only Dark Souls that I've actually gotten into were Bloodborne, uh, which was my first platinum, mm. Sekiro, which I couldn't finish, and then Elden Ring. I never played Sekiro. <laughs> I heard uh, it was good. It's great, but goodness gracious, is a difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like that's the point of their their games. They're supposed to be difficult, but you can overcome the challenge if you just try. Like yeah. that's what yeah. it is. Game of the Year edition is only sixty bucks. Oh boy. Oh boy. That's why people uh. say that Elden Ring is kind of Dark Souls on easy mode because you can make the challenge as hard or as diff- as easy as you want by just walk- doing other things and leveling up. And the fact that it's so open means that you can you can defeat Margit when you're level hundred if you wanted to. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's crazy because there are people who are staying like level zero. Like, yeah. Um, but because you have certain armors and certain medallions, it actually pseudo raises your level. So I've you're seen... technically like the base level, but you're really like level 300. Mm-hmm. Oh my. I've seen but people you can't do tell. level run, level one, no armor, no nothing, completely naked with the starter sword, no hit runs. And all they're doing is just they've memorized the patterns and they got the rhythm completely down so they don't get hit for the entire game. There was a there's a guy, yeah. uh, Dino, I think, where he's doing a, I might pronounce that wrong, but he's doing uh, every single Dark Souls game. No hit. Oh, I've seen this. Go. Yeah, exactly. He's he's amazing. And it's just, Man, I would love to have them on this. That would yeah, be wonderful yeah. to get their... I'll have I to reach out. I was good at speedrunning Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane the stuff that they do. And there was recently a kind of uh, Dark Souls, Elden, well, Elden Ring specifically, uh, uh, what's the word, anniversary type thing. So on Twitch Rivals, they did a bunch of different uh, speedrunning competitions and things. And it was just amazing to see. It's really impressive stuff. And it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds do, impressive. Do people think that summons are like easy mode? Because I use jellyfish summons when fighting things. And I don't think that. I would have been able to kill Margit without them. Yeah. No, I'm the exact same way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think people are mocking that now. I think that <laughs> used to be the opinion where all oh, summons are just, you're not even playing the game, or especially if you're using what spells. What do you mean I'm not? They're, they're in the game. <laughs> they're in the game, yeah. I think yeah. people have changed their minds about that. And they're like, literally, it's a game. It's supposed to be fun. Whatever helps you make it fun, <laughs> do that, <laughs> you know? And see, yeah. that's the same. That's the same uh, argument for cheating in single-player games. Like, hey, I played this for sixty dollars. I paid sixty dollars for this. I might as well have fun. Mm. Like, it's not like I'm harming anyone. Yeah. yeah, I always think that mods and and stuff like that, and also pay-to-win stuff. If it's single-player and you're not like messing up anyone else's time, what's there's no harm in that. Well, pay to win Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Kind of... <laughs> you can well, buy like say. broken weapons and stuff in the item store in an Assassin's Creed game to make the game easier for yourself if you're struggling. Yeah, but it's it's a slippery slope if you if you're like the whole pay to win thing cuz like I remember seeing on Black Flag that you can pay to automatically collect all of the map fragments, all of mm-hmm. the treasure maps. You can pay to what? collect automatically collect all of the like many different collectibles around the Caribbean. If you didn't feel like getting them to hundred percent it, you can just pay and then they'll automatically collect and go to your thing. That's mm. interesting. It's like they're they're taking what would be a mod and allowing people to do it, but in a way that benefits them. That's clever, Basically. actually, I think. I mean <laughs> I what is it? Forza Horizon five has an ability to buy the map. And what it does is it shows you every single collectible on the map. Oh, wow. To make it easier. Including the barn finds? Even the barn finds. Yeah. Hmm. I think that kills the joy of it. it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. But But for people who want to do that, then... Mm -hmm. I mean, like, what if they work two jobs, but they want to get that trophy, but they literally just don't have time? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fair. Plus, I think it's included in, like, the digital deluxe edition. So. Yeah. Speaking of barn finds and Forza Horizon, our interview with uh, and our profile on Ferraris Online comes out um, next week. Next week, cool. Yeah, so I know you were interested in that. Yes, yeah, so that'll be fun. Um, but talking about like slippery slopes and stuff, 
how do you guys feel about um, locking innovation behind patents? So the loading screen for Tekken 5 um, had an entire mini game where they could just it was um it was like a first person shooter in a spaceship and you would just fly around shooting things while the game loaded in the background and then you would press a button to launch the actual fight um they patented uh bandai no namco patented it and no one could use it but them until i think 2005 or 2015 one of the two um people could finally start using it in their games and then not long well with shadow of mordor and shadow of war now the nemesis system is completely mm. patented so no one could use a system even remotely like the nemesis system and even warner brothers has stopped using it mm. so and by the time the patents expired no one's going to remember it exists so how do you guys feel about that? I think that copywriting your specific implementation of it would be acceptable, right? Like nobody else can do a spaceship specifically, but like they could still do other mini games. Like did they patent the whole idea of doing mini games in the loading screen or was it just specifically the spaceship mini game? Yeah, so that's actually um uh, what's uh, Crazy Taxi did the same thing. They patented the machine for Crazy Taxi, and whenever the first Simpsons run, I think it was Simpsons Road Rage, uh, came out, it was almost identical to Crazy Taxi, but in the Simpsons universe, and they got sued over it just because it was the same concept with Simpsons characters. Like, obviously the city the map was different obviously the cars were different the characters were different but because they had the same navigation style because they had the same concept of gameplay it was still considered copywritten by crazy taxi so does that mean call of duty can be sued by medal of honor because <laughs> it's another first person shooter on world war ii Valorant no because they had yeah. right <laughs> i think they well, uh, the Valorant CSGO, I can see because the, the gameplay is almost identical. Mm -hmm. But, like, I remember Overwatch Call of Duty and Modern Warfare being different in the beginning. But I could be wrong. Where is the line between acceptable yeah. differences? They struggle yeah. with it in music. They struggle with that a lot. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah. Poor Ed Sheeran. Well, I don't know. Poor Ed Sheeran. He may have ripped people off. I don't know. But uh, he's well, getting sued like... left, right, and center note all the time. <laughs> the thing is, is like Taylor there are, Swift too. but if you have you guys ever seen that video, I think like I can't remember which musician it was, but there was a guy who sat down on like Jimmy Kimmel or something like that and said like, hey, you know, give me four chords and I can play any song. And the dude played like any song with a G and E and A and a C or something like that. Yeah. And it's just like it's true. A lot of songs use very similar chord shapes and structures, but that's just because. You know, music is kind of math in a way, and like they yeah. sound good, like strung together, and that's not the fault of the person who also wants to use that zero three five or whatever that Smoke on the Water uses. Like you mm -hmm. can still use it, but you can make it sound different. Like Cleedence and Clearwater, or whatever that band name is, they did it clean with a little bit of reverb and made like a chill song. But what if you just like put it down to like drop A and played it like Slipknot? 
it could be the same chords, but to the average person's ear, it wouldn't sound the same. Yeah. And it's the same thing in so many genres. I mean, you've got the, the jazz underpinning. I forget what it's called. You might know the, the jazz underpinning chords. There's a, there's a word for it. Uh, and you've got um, the drum and bass drum track always has to be the same for it to be called drum and bass. That sort of rhythm, that speed, it has to be the same. Otherwise, it's not drum and bass. And so it's just the stuff like that. Things aren't going to sound similar. So like with uh, with games and copywriting games and innovation and stuff, where is the line between that? And uh, yeah, could people get, <laughs> could people use loopholes and get around it? Where <laughs> What would you have to do different? Yeah, I mean, I've always heard that you have to change at least something um, in order to make it completely different. But mm -hmm. then again, it's seeming more and more that what I was told as a kid is completely changed. Or if, who knows, maybe it was completely wrong to begin with. And it was just their interpretation of a loophole that wasn't really there, mm. if that makes sense. You think intention matters? Like, what if they're doing it specifically to try to copy them? Or what if they're doing it because they were inspired by it and want to use it because they were inspired rather than just try to do a cheap ripoff, right? How, then how would you? Yeah. How would you know? Yeah. How Sorry. would you put know? them on one of those lie detector things? <laughs> what you say? Were what? your intentions good? <laughs> uh, the day before. Oh. oh, oh. <clears throat> that whole trailer, how it was shot for shot of resident evil 4's original trailer no. well, it was and, resident uh, the division call of duty modern call warfare of duty. No, that's the terrible. posters were copy or the posters were homages to the division 2 and the same last font. of us part yeah. one. same font as the same last font as the last of us like down See. to the grit and detail of the letters were the same as the last of us like it was yeah oh. like if there was one similarity, like it's kind of hard to do a poster for a game in post-apocalyptic New York because buildings are tall and you want to use perspective. So I would understand if their poster looked similar to The Division mm -hmm. because they're both post-apocalyptic games taking place in New York City. And New York City is always just going to kind of look like very tall buildings with we'll very narrow Brooklyn. streets. Go to one of the boroughs. Go to Liberty Island or, you know... There's so many other things that you can do, so many other places than, you know, downtown Manhattan. But it's iconic. <laughs> You're iconic, okay? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not. <laughs> no, I'm just laughing at looking at the PS4 cover up for The Last of Us Part 2 versus the day before. <laughs> it, it's, it's pretty... Uh, it is. It's pretty blatant. <laughs> it's dead accurate. <laughs> Good copy, man. Oh. Yeah, and isn't there like no game behind the day before? Like the more people have looked into it, there's just like nothing there. Well, like so it's kind of like a shadow. They're yeah. speculating that it's. Uh, I can let you go, right, uh, Kyle? Oh, I was just looking at the website. Add to wish list. It just takes me to the Steam homepage. <laughs> like it yeah. was taken off Steam they, or something. They've <laughs> they <delisted laughs> <it> <laughs> Um, but what they um, what people are speculating is they're using the Last of Us, or not the Last of Us, the day before's popularity to um to prop up and promote prop hunt or not prop hunt um prop night prop night uh which is essentially a prop hunt kind of game but after every one of their big day before news reveals where they reveal something that doesn't really have anything to do with the game um they will just be like look at this thing that we're adding to prop night and prop night actually exists 
while mm-hmm. the day before has barely even seen any kind of gameplay besides that one shot of barely alpha gameplay and it was yeah. supposed to release like two months ago so it's like that it's a big conspiracy now but why a prop hunt game that kind of fell out because of popularity was, back in like 2019 like because it's cares about quick, that easy and you know cheap to throw out i'm going to google trends right now <laughs> prop nights from 2021 also, the only reason I knew what you were talking about is because I'm looking at the game developer's website. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just to see what they're known for. And so far, it's nothing. Hey, Perry, I... did you need to go, or...? I, I can say another 15. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. another 15 minutes, and then we'll call it. <laughs> cool, cool. So, um, yeah, I remember the first prop night or the first prop hunt game that Gary's mod. We'll see. Wow. I wasn't on PC during pop or during the popularity of Gary's mod, but I remember prey like the Bethesda remake of prey. Mm-hmm. Um, game, they, anyway. they did a big prop hunt mode in multiplayer with that. That looked a lot of fun. If you haven't played Prey before and you like kind of like Bioshock-esque games, I really recommend Prey. It's such a good game. It's like a hidden gem because it was just kind of ignored when it came out. But I think the, the story Bethesda is very one. interesting. Yeah, no, the Bethesda Prey did not get as much traction as it deserved. Mm. Like not as many people talk about it today. Like it oh, well, was maybe not, not today, a very day, but it was not a very popular game when it came out. Like it, it got good sales, but it didn't get the recognition I think it deserved. I think it deserved to do better than it did yeah i've not heard of it yeah mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who haven't heard of it it's such a good game i definitely recommend checking it out it's 30 bucks um, on steam right now huh. yeah 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 huh. yeah Twenty-seven thousand reviews for all very positive um and then on metacritic i mean of course it's pulling up the movie it's all rating 82 percent 79 84 so i mean it got very rave reviews yeah but i'm just saying it wasn't as big of a game as it should have been is my point in like like uh, it should have gotten more public maybe, yeah. traction more mm-hmm. people should have known about it because i mean perry I didn't know about it <laughs> the few game stops that i've worked at at its release that it was all people talked about for a while well, i mean maybe that's why like I'm having a hard time believing that because in my bubble, yeah, like it was very widely talked about. It was not very widely talked about at all in my bubble. <laughs> and I've heard you... nothing about Callisto Protocol, which has I think about the same amount of reviews as Prey. I just well, Callisto Protocol was just a bucket of a hot mess. mess <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. Everything is mixed. Yeah. I was like, that, you know what else was a, like a cool hot game. mess? You know what else was a hot mess on launch was a. Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know, you're breathtaking. You're all breathtaking. No, you're breathtaking. <laughs> <laughs> That's still one of my, like, okay, despite, yes, I am breathtaking. Thank you. despite what happens what with the game's saying? launch, I think that is one of the, like, best things to ever come out of E3 ever. Like, oh, yeah. And, of, of course, it's from Keanu horrible. Reeves. Like, well, isn't it coming back? What? Yeah, but... Microsoft's not going to be there. Sony's not going to be there. Nintendo's not going to be there. And without the major players in the console market, I mean, 
Wait. Mm. I thought it was coming back full swing this year. No. Dang. I don't know They've all done started doing their own Xbox developer things. direct, Nintendo direct, and PlayStation State of Play. So well, and um, Xbox has their own entire like conference in Mexico City every year. Oh yeah, that's right. No, I just so like, what's the point? You know, I just happened to look at Cyberpunk to see if there was any update recently. March first, it was verified on Steam Deck. Yeah, I saw if that it too. It runs like a steaming pile of poop. How can it run on a Steam Deck? <laughs> I played it recently because I, I kind of missed the launch a bit and then mm-hmm. I played it. It had a little bit of resurgence on Twitch and I don't know why, mm-hmm. um, but I played it then and it was pretty much flawless and I, I was mm-hmm. confused. I had no idea what, what anyone was talking about, but it, I think it just goes to show what we were talking about earlier about kind of releasing when things aren't ready and because of its devastating release, I think that's fair to say people kind of forgot about it or lumped it into bad game category and then moved on yeah. and everyone yeah everyone just forgot about it after that i mean which is a shame well so cyber wasn't it the anime an, though yeah the yeah. anime edge that runners is what is what brought the uh and if you i don't even watch anime but this was such a good show like i just recommend watching it people like, have said that yeah this was before yeah. that though uh yeah i think i think people found out that it had fixed its issues and they started playing yeah and it has so Mm. with cyberpunk 2077 i followed this very closely from the moment it was announced back in 2012 is when the first trailer came out Mm. and they kept saying coming when it's ready which is not true (laughs) what happened it's not like the developers fault the state of the game Mm. um it wasn't ready yet but so many people they they did the they did the first wave of like real like teasers and announcements like two years too early. Mm-hmm. And people just got so unbelievably hyped for the game that the the shareholders and the, the higher ups at the company were just like, just release it yeah. or buy it anyway. It doesn't matter if they're not, we're going to make our money. And that's pretty much, in my opinion, what happened mm-hmm. because it happens all over the gaming industry. You see oh, yeah. it time and time again, just yeah. like, oh, they'll buy it. We'll fix it later. We, we don't have to worry. Like, if Cyberpunk came out during the era of the game having to be complete on disc and there's nothing they could have done about updating it afterwards, it would have been finished. But they can just release patches afterwards and fix it. And like personally, I played the, the game on a PC with a 3090. I only had one game-breaking bug and it was where um, nothing was taking damage. Like I was shooting the enemies, the enemies were shooting me, I was getting hit by cars, I just wasn't getting oh. hurt. That, that is... was the only bug I ever encountered. I didn't encounter any of the weird rendering things. I didn't encounter any of the weird like cars clipping up and down through the ground or like NPCs <laughs> loading in as they walk past you. Oh, I and I think the, the majority of the bugs happened on last gen consoles. I do not think Cyberpunk 2077 ever should have released on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. I think that was mm-hmm. a huge mistake. I the reason Xbox they did is because... PS4 copy. Yeah, the reason it did is because there are so many people who have those consoles. I believe the PS4 has an install base of almost like 100 million people. So why would they not release it there? Mm-hmm. But yeah. though that console came out in 2013. It is time to move on. Let it go. Yeah. Like, it is they holding all of gaming back. I think it was time for him to move yeah, on. Yeah, and they still sell it brand new. And there's still games coming out on the PS4 and Xbox One. It's time to let last gen go. <laughs> like, I feel like this is the longest we've ever held on to the previous generation. And, like, I understand why. No, 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 no. Be- 
the PS2, the last game to come out for the PS2 was FIFA 13. Oh my god. Okay, well, I was like eight, so I don't remember this. Okay. Oh so in like, 2013, you were eight? Well, I was eight when the PS2 was in like its prime. Like I never yeah. really paid much to like the original Xbox versus PS. What was the Nintendo competition it, of that uh, area? N64. N64? Or no, it was or GameCube. Was it GameCube? GameCube. Yeah, okay. Uh, I yeah. never even played GameCube before. I've never touched a GameCube. It looks like a little uh, toaster. Yeah, it's just, I was literally, it's a cube. <laughs> like, it's the GameCube. But yeah, my rant about Cyberpunk 27 or 2077 is basically, the game should not have been out on last gen, and they should have waited at least another two years before releasing the game. Because the con the story is good. The content mm -hmm. is good. The gameplay, I think, when it works, is good. But the problem is, uh, gamers just kind of play something once, and if it doesn't work, or if it's not fun, and they don't, they don't vibe with it immediately... They refund it on Steam because they only have two hours to refund yeah. it, and then they just like never touch it again. I wish I could refund Cyberpunk, <laughs> but I have seventy hours in the game. <laughs> See, I, think I was partially years. wrong. <laughs> I, I was partially wrong. The final game for the PS2 was FIFA 14, oh. and it was made in 2013. Okay, but repairs stopped being made by first-party engineers. In September of 2018, Sony was mm. still making PS2, having PS2 official repairs done by 2018. I mean, just wild. We don't want to talk about PS3. The last game that was made was in August of 2020. <laughs> I mean, yeah. For the PS3, I guess that sort of <laughs> update and maintenance is better than what other play other things have been doing. So Destiny 2. For example, people are always annoyed that they kind of scrapped off a lot of the story that you needed and all of the stuff that they paid for. And it's kind of, as a new player, it makes no sense anymore. I'm so still mad. I have a strategy <laughs> I guide. I have the strategy guide for Destiny 2 that is completely obsolete <laughs> because they scrapped. Now, I can understand, you know, a live service game, you know, just adding new content, making, you know, strategy guides obsolete. Mm. Fine. Okay. But whenever you take out the entire story completely, just so that you can get to the newest content easier, it's just like, why? Wait, hold they, on. They didn't change the tutorial. If they changed the tutorial and didn't introduce you to all of these stories, and then, oh, they're actually not there. <laughs> exactly. Like the <laughs> tutorial, if I'm not mistaken, is the same. And then all of a sudden at the very end, it's like, oh, now you're here, but you can't finish this story that we just teased because uh, you should have played it, sooner. It. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you should have played it before I'm, it came to Steam. No. I'm <laughs> confused. So what you guys are saying is the original campaign for Destiny 2 is just not there anymore? Yeah, no. it just doesn't exist. Why? I, I... Yeah, why? Exactly. That's, that's how I, people I feel. played yeah. the game. I finished the game There was this much content out. that was cut out. Why can't they That's just like do the thing where you stuff. choose what to install? Yeah. Like, that would be There's fine. other games just like, do you want to install the first chapter? Do you want to go straight? Like, let us choose. Yeah, you Halo made Infinite. it. People. Halo Infinite yeah, people, completely separate, the multiplayer in the campaign. Yeah. yeah. Like, people put their time and effort into making these stories. So, are you just going to say, like, oh, awesome. You're, you know, three, four years of development has served its purpose. Let's move on. Goodbye. <laughs> Tough tough crap hope you weren't attached to the work you did it's time to do something else we're gonna put something else out there like pretty much does it ever come back mm. like when light i heard lightfall was bad actually let me look at the reviews 
Interesting. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Everyone is ecstatic about Lightfall. I've not looked at reviews, so maybe that's different. But the people oh, that it I've is mostly to, negative on Steam. Why would no. I pay fifty dollars for a game that was maybe. free? Maybe, <laughs> just maybe. The reason it sucks is because they want you to play it on PS5 because Bungie's a Sony studio now. Ooh. <laughs> but I don't think it sucks in terms of like performance. I think it sucks in terms of like it's just not good. That's no, what but I'm... but you know those PS5 exclusive quests. Maybe that there are plot holes that cause all of this that are only explained through those exclusive quests. See, if that's the case, I fundamentally disagree with making a game partially exclusive to a platform when it released on all other platforms as well. I mean, like look you at were retroactively Legacy. screwing at, mm. like you were retro retroactively screwing people who bought it on PC and Xbox out of content that they kind of, you know, they bought the game. Yeah. That's like they, Hogwarts they Legacy. There was an entire it. like haunted house mystery quest. And then the Avengers, there was an entire storyline with Spider-Man that was locked to the PS5. And it, it was I mean, cross progression, if I'm not mistaken. So like if you owned it on PS4 and it was either cross progression or cross platform. Hmm. Um, so if you owned it on PS5 or PS4, you couldn't take your character if it was Spider-Man over. It was stupid. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there's one more thing I want to talk about really quick. We don't have to spend that much time on it, but I just want to get that out with this week's episode. Um, there was like a NVIDIA GeForce driver that leaked some file called CS2, Counter-Strike underscore 2.exe, that leaked through some files on Steam. And so I don't know if there's going to be like a big source to update to Counter-Strike Go, because if uh, Kyle probably knows that like Half-Life Alex runs on Source 2, mm -hmm. and so they might just be updating Counter-Strike to run in the Source 2 engine. If it's not Half-Life 3, I don't want to know about it. <laughs> well, Counter-Strike is still insanely popular as an esports game, which kind of blows my mind, because it's like, what, 15 years old or something now. Mm -hmm. but yeah, people still they're probably doing this. They're probably doing this to fight Valorant at this point. Because, I mean, look how, how much, how many people are, like, going into Valorant over Counter-Strike after all this time. Yeah. Because it's just yeah. something new. Well, I mean. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just something new. That's probably exactly what it is. They yeah. see that CSGO is, like, X number of years old, but Valorant came out, you know, in 2020. And well, still so. getting updates and expansion drops. And yeah, I just and Team like Fortress 2 is getting updates again. So... Who knows? Now that they have a console like it, the Steam Deck, they're probably going to start releasing more games. No, it's clearly just a port of CS:GO onto Source 2. Okay. I just looked but into it. But that's still something big. Yeah, I mean, it means oh, who cool. But we can also talk about Sandbox next episode if you want to. I'll just leave that as the ending. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. We'll end it on a cliffhanger here. <laughs> what sandbox? Guess you're just going to have to wait to find out. And it's not spelled the way you think it. Ah. I'm on the edge of my seat, personally. I don't even know what he's talking about. No. <laughs> Neither do I. That's what I thought. <laughs> it's only him. All right, guys. Well, this has been Extraordinary Gaming's first video podcast. And, uh,. So I'm Caleb Boudreaux. I'm the editor-in-chief of an extraordinary life.online and a gaming writer. And this is Ryan. 
Hi, I'm Ryan or Elise Radar, and you're pointing at Perry on my screen. <laughs> but not you're pointing on at the... Kyle on mine. <laughs> but just but say, not on the one that's like being that. recorded. <laughs> you're just like, this is Ryan. I'm like, no, no, that's not. That's Perry. <laughs> that's great. You got face blindness. It's common. It's Maybe. more common than you think. Maybe. Okay, yeah. Ryan, uh, oh, I mean, Perry, sorry, Perry, you, you, you grew a beard since the last time I saw you. <laughs> yeah. Your room looks a lot like Ryan's. That's so weird. But, uh... Inspired by the aesthetic. <laughs> you got the banana and, in the background. Uh, so he's Ryan, release, re uh, release Radar on YouTube and a video creator. This is Perry. I'm Perry Carl on Twitch and a streamer. And this is Ryan. I'm Ryan or Release Radar. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm so confused. <laughs> I broke you. You're waiting to say something. You just go, Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> Perry. Ryan again. All right. Round two. <laughs> this is Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, also known as Space Knot. Oh. We good? Do we have it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I cool. Think, good I job, that's guys. That's good. And uh, <laughs> just remember, everybody makes mistakes like that. Good God. Mostly. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> if you ever need someone to talk to and don't have to live in all of this shame, you can join us on our gaming Discord. The link is on the gaming portion of the website. And you can find us here every Wednesday. And uh, see you soon.